with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come to you for another preaching, teaching moment, not because I like to hear myself talk, not because I think I have such eloquent words or a magnificent way of being a great orator, but simply because your word is life changing. Your word is trend is uh uh, it transforms your your word is what allows us to be able to to get from this point to the next your word is the one that heals your word is the one that delivers your word is the one that sets people free so god we ask for those that have an ear to hear what you are saying to them, God, we need you to be the preacher. We need you to be the teacher. God, I avail myself as being your vessel on today. God, I pray that you would touch my lips with 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 hot coals to purify them so that nothing that I may have said would taint the word that will come forth. God, I pray that you will purify my heart, that your word might not be uh, 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 twisted or changed because of my opinions. God, I pray that you would uh, uh, purify my mind. God, that I might not allow my interjections to take away from what your word says, because you said to not add to nor take away from your word on today. Father, we pray even now, God, for those that are listeners on today, God, that they would hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Father, we pray now, God, that it would be a word that would give life to those that feel as though they are dying. God, that they would it would resuscitate those that feel as though the breath is being snuffed out from them because of circumstances. God, we pray, God, that your word would do what it is that you set it out to do. You said that you your word shall not return void, but it shall accomplish the assignment that you set it out to do. And God, we pray even now, God, that I would not stand here and make a fool of myself in trying to interject anything into your word that you have not already done. So God, we glorify you. God, I thank you. It is in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. And amen. From the just read scripture of Acts three verses one through 10. I like to share with you from just a simple message. And it is you don't have to stay where they left you. You don't have to stay where they left you. Listen, you all, as I sat here and I pondered and I asked the Lord, God, what would you have for me to say to your people on today? And Again, we, we've talked about this year and we've talked about uh, so many of the tragedies and calamities and situations and circumstances that we found ourselves in. But sometimes you all, the situations and circumstances that we found ourselves in were not of our own choosing. They weren't of our own doing. It was because of something else that occurred and collateral damage hit us and we had to deal with the aftermath. There's some 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 losses that we took and they were not necessarily losses of us personally, but they affected us personally. Some of us have dealt with stuff that happened last year or the year before, five years before, 10 years before, and we're still trying to pick up the pieces this year. And you all, sometimes it gets to a place, has anybody ever talked about something ad nauseum that you got sick and tired of your own self talking about it? I know I've been there. I've been through some stuff, you all, that I recited it to so many people that I got to a place where I started telling me, don't talk about that again. I done heard 
heard that story. I'm sick of you talking about that thing. And I'm the one talking about it, but I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of telling somebody that I was sick and tired. I know I'm not by myself. I know that there are other people that have gone through stuff that you got tired of telling other people of what you've been through. And maybe not. Maybe you, 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 you get to a place where you're so used to reciting the story that you start reciting the story before you even know you're reciting the story. You, you start telling the story and before you know, you're like, wait, and have you told the story so much that you don't forgot who you told it to so that you start talking about it and you say, wait, have I told you this before? I know I'm not by myself. I, I know that somebody else has told the story so much that you don't forgot who you told it to. You don't forgot that you just told it the day before. And then they say, wait, did I tell you? Okay, well, I didn't tell you this part of the story. Come on, somebody. It, it, it's because it affects us so much. And then it gets to a place you all where people are nice to you to a point. Come on, somebody. They, they, they've given all the grace they know how to extend. They've, they've given all the love. They've given all the, 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 the counsel they know how to give. They, they've given all the niceties and all the nice words they know how to do. And now they get to the place where you know the story because sometimes you do it. You hear the phone ring and you pick it up and be like, oh, and then you try in those next, you know, six rings that your phone give by the third ring. Am I going to pick? Oh, Lord. They going to. Oh, Lord. It's on the fifth ring. You like. <clears throat> Hello. Y'all know I'm telling the story. I'm telling the truth. You do realize if you do it to somebody, somebody doing it to you. Y'all ain't saying to Gwen. I see you. I see your face. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Everybody on here ought to be nodding because you know if you did it to somebody, somebody has certainly done it to you. Talk to me, Facebook. Sick, tired, and confused. I see you, Valerie. Listen, the folks are co-signing because y'all know what I'm talking about. We go through stuff. And it's not stuff we would have chosen for our own lives. And sometimes, you all, it's even worse based on the way that we're treated by other people based on what we're going through. Come on, just nod at me if I'm telling the truth about your own situation. That that sometimes our situations are made even worse because of how other people treat our situation. You do realize that our situation is more critical to us than it is to somebody else. I, I, I was out walking with my husband on this morning and, and I was talking about something and, and my husband being the, the person that he is, he made an observation about something he was seeing on the street. And, 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 and for a minute there, I got a little miffed. I, wait, now I'm talking about something that means something to me. Now and you ain't. And then I said, "Well, wait now. He's 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 being him. He made an observation. So I, you know, I got myself together and and then I just shared and I said, you know, it would have helped if da 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 da. I said, I'm not upset. I'm not mad. It just would have helped if da 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 da. But I recognized instantly. And I've learned over time that the things that are important to me, it's not that they aren't as important to other people when, when they don't respond the way that I need them to respond in order. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me when, when they don't respond the way I need them to respond in the way that I'm feeling at that moment. It causes me to get in my feet. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And I know I'm saying something on today. Folks not responding to my feelings the way I need them to respond. Get me more in my feelings. Is anybody with me or am I by myself? I know 
that sometimes the reason why we end up still being in the feelings that we are in the situations that we are is because people have left us in a certain place. And sometimes it's not by their own doing or their own truth. They just being themselves, (laughs) but they do what it is that they do because they are who they are. That's not good, bad, or indifferent. People are just people. And, and, And can you take just about two or three seconds to think about somebody that you left them where they were? because you are who you are. You didn't mean no harm by it. You just are who you are. And so we find ourselves here in this passage, in this account of a a beggar man, a man who was uh, a lame from birth is what the word says. And we find ourselves looking at uh, uh, Peter and John on their way to temple at three o'clock in the afternoon. And so the Bible says that there was a man who was lame from birth, a man who had no control over his physical stature and condition, one who based on other things that could have occurred in the, the, the maturation of his, his, his fetal body in, in the womb of his mother, things could have occurred that caused him uh, to be lame. Some chromosomes could have got crossed and, and he ca- caused him to be lame. It could have been a sickness any kind of illness or a genetic defect. There was something that had nothing to do with anything that this man had done that caused him to be in the condition that he's in. Can I put a pin right here? And it's not even one of my points. Sometimes you all were in situations and circumstances that's got nothing to do with us that came before us that was outside of the scope of anything we had control over, but yet and still it is something that has affected us a mighty long time. I know I'm talking to somebody. I know I'm in somebody's house right now talking about a situation that you've had to deal with. Had nothing to do with you. It was a situation that could have been even before you were born, but it's traveled through the bloodline. God help me in here and it's hit you at your house. It's hit you in your life. It's hit you in your situation and it's caused you to be lame. Ah, Lame from birth, lame in your emotions, lame in your, how you handle your anger, lame in how you deal with your finances, lame, come on somebody, talk to me, and how you deal with people in in romantic relationships, lame in how you think, lame in how you see yourself, lame, God help me in here, this man was lame from birth and the Bible declares that he was carried to the temple gate called beautiful. And he was brought there every day to beg from those that were going into the temple court. It struck me, you all, that the people only brought him as far as the temple gate and never took him in the temple. 
It struck me, you all, that they dropped him right outside the temple and, and right outside where the presence was. It wouldn't take him in to pray. Oh, God, help me. I feel like preaching in here. It, it took him so close to the presence, but never ushered him into the prayer. God, help me. I feel something in here. Have you ever been in a church where they took you just outside of the presence of God, but never went all the way in? God, help me in here. See, some of us feel like we go into the presence of God just because we went to the church doors. But there's some places I've been, you all, where the atmosphere only took me so close and stopped me right before I got into his. God, I could preach on that all day, but I, I can't stay there. I can't stay there. The people brought him and dropped him at the, the, at the gate of the temple called beautiful. He could have been in a place of beauty, but they dropped him outside at the gate as if he was ugly, as if he didn't have the presence to be able to be in a place called beautiful. It's as if he was not uh, 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 groomed enough, as if he was not good enough to be in the temple. So they dropped him at the gate day after 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 day. The Bible says he was a man. So we can even imagine a man being the age uh, 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 of, of 21. Let's go with 21. So we're talking about day after day, 365 days uh, or however many days were in the calendar that was, uh, 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 but if we just go on, on the Julian calendar that, that week, uh, uh, follow, he was left at 365 days for 21 years, day after day, after day, after day. And maybe they didn't leave him there until he was able to ask for arms himself. So let's go from the age of five. So then that means that for 16 years, day after day, after day, after day, he was brought and left, brought and left, brought and left. Can I help you out with something? Can I get to my first point? Lest I keep you too long. Y'all, some folks will can only, and will only take you so far. <laughs> There's some people that won't take you any farther than where it is. They're comfortable to take. Oh, God, I feel something in here. There's some folks that won't take you any farther than they're comfortable in taking you. Has nothing to do with where you need to go. But some folks ain't comfortable with going to place where you need to go. Can somebody just 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 wave at me if you know what I'm talking about? Can Some folks won't go and take themselves out of their comfort zone in order to take you in a place where you're going to be healed, a place where you're going to be delivered, a place where you're going to be set free. They'll tell you, maybe you need to go to church. They won't take you to church, but you know, maybe, maybe you can go talk to that preacher that's down there at that church. Maybe they can help you. Can you take me? No, no. If I go into the church, it's probably going to explode. Really? What? Anybody ever hear that? <laughs> you know, uh, if I go into church, I'm going to go up in flames. <laughs> you know, then you probably need to get there before I do. How about that? <laughs> you, you probably need to get in there before I get in there. But you all, folks 
Well, uh, some folks will only take you so far. That's why you all, we've got to be so careful when we're going through stuff, when we're challenged with things, that we're talking to the right people. Sometimes we're talking to people that I, they either can't do anything for us or they're in a worse state than we are. So then they go, that's nothing, and start talking about their situation to cause you to feel worse about your situation. Some folks can only take you so far. The Bible says that uh, uh, this man was left to beg at the gates going into the temple courts. And then they, he, saw, he saw Peter and John and they were on their way into temple for prayer. And he was going to ask them just like he asked everyone else, you know, give to the poor alms. For the poor, can can you help me out? Uh, uh, used to be that uh, I, I when I lived in Chicago, there were homeless people, and there was little talk about a little newspaper called Streetwise. Uh, y'all, those of us who from Chicago, y'all go sit there and nod at me. Y'all go hit me on Facebook. You know what I'm talking about. Remember those that had the Streetwise newspapers, and their tagline was uh, uh, "Help me." Help myself. Streetwise, please help the homeless. That was their tagline. Help me help myself. I could only imagine this man was saying, help me to help myself. We, arms for the poor. I, I can't work. So the only way I can eat is, is to, to beg. The only way I, I can to have a little clothes is, is to beg. Please help me help myself. And so he was doing the same thing with Peter and John and was about to, to beg to them. And the Bible says in this version, it says that Peter said to him, look at us. Can you imagine being in a broken state? People didn't even think you were beautiful enough to go into the temple to be in his presence. You were left at the gate every, every day. And you don't even look up at people to ask them. For arms, because one, you don't feel as though you're worthy enough to look anybody in their face. And then two, you sick of people rejecting you and just walking by you. Is anybody with me in here? Has anybody experienced the fact that folks walking by you like you don't even exist? And this beggar man was tired of people walking past him as if he wasn't good enough, as if he didn't exist, as if he was a bother. And so he didn't even look up anymore. And I would imagine he was asking for arms like this. Arms for the poor. Arms for the poor. Peter said, look at us. Huh? God, thank you. Look at us. So he looked up at them. (laughs) And the words that we've heard so often, Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up. And walk. What, what is my next point? But lest I go too quick and go too fast. Sometimes you all, we ask for less than what we need. <laughs> this man was asking for alms for the poor, but what he really needed was a healing. Yeah. So he, he asked for what, whatever little spare change you got. Yeah, I, I, I know I, 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 I can't walk and I, I know that I'm sitting out here begging, but I, I'm used to being in this state. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you all, we get so used to being broke, busted and disgusted that we don't even know what to ask God for. God wants to heal us and all we're asking God for is to bring him back. 
We're we're asking God to 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 you know uh, will you help me pay this bill? As opposed to us asking God to show us how to be better stewards over what He's given us. Because the Bible is true when He said you've been faithful over a few things. Behold, I make you rule over many. If we ask God, God, show me how to be faithful over a few things as opposed to God, if you just send me $50 to pay this phone bill, God, I'll be much beholden to you. We keep asking beneath our privilege. Will somebody in in social media just type that in? Say we live in beneath our privilege. We're asking God beneath our privilege. If we are heirs to a king, then that means that everything that the king has, we are heirs and we have everything that the king has. So why are we asking him as if we are paupers? Why are we asking him as if we are servants? Why are we asking him as if we are gestures when the Bible says we are heirs? (laughs) That means that we can ask and we should not expect anything less than what the king has. He was asking for alms when he really needed an anointing. (laughs) He, he was asking for help when he needed a healing. He, he was asking as a pauper when he needed the power of God. You all, sometimes we ask for less than what we need. What are you in need of today? What, what are you in need of? I see y'all saying we are living beneath our privilege, Annette. I see you. I see you. We're living beneath our privilege. I see you, uh, 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 Renee. I see you. You all, we've got to be in a place where we recognize that we don't have to live beneath our privilege. We don't have to sit at the gate of the temple. We deserve to be in his presence like everybody else. Sure, you might have messed up. But that doesn't mean that you can't come before his presence. Matter of fact, it's in his presence that we we're, we're bro- we can bring our broken spirit and our contrite heart. The Bible says those things he will not despise. He didn't tell you you had to come in perfection before you could come before him. He didn't say that you had to clean up everything in your life. Can I help you? It's only in your presence that your life gets cleaned up and it won't be by you. It will be by him. He wants you. We heard the song by Minister Vernon. He wants it all. Broke, busted, and disgusted. Good, bad, and ugly. Beyonce said it like this. Flaws and all. He wants you to come in his presence. Uh, uh, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I given to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. And when the word was given to the man. They didn't just leave him. God help me in here. I see you. I see you Holy Ghost. Remember the people came. And just just put him at the, the gate. Didn't try and give him a hand up. To try and help him into the temple. Just lifted him up. Left him at the gate. And, and, and it wouldn't even surprise me you all. If they left him at the gate. And they went into the temple. Can I just say it like that? It wouldn't surprise me if they say, okay, you sit here. We'll pick you up on the way out. Because isn't that what we, oh, God, you messing with me on today. Isn't that what we do with some of our family members that we feel going to make us late for church? Come on now. 
Uh-uh. See, what you ain't going to do is leave, make me be late. Uh-uh. So you just stay here, and I'll see you when I get back. And take that chicken out and let it be thought. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Take that chicken out and let it be thawed while I'm at the church house. <laughs> That's what we do when we leave. When, yeah, they running us late. But is it more important for them to get in church or is it more important for you to be on time? Okay. All right. If I'm talking to you, just say ouch, mouth ouch. If I'm talking to you, say ouch. Come on. Come on, Facebook, YouTube, say ouch if I'm talking to you. When we leave them at home, when we say, uh-uh, they ask for a ride and we say that's out of the way. That's like leaving them at the gate. Oh, yes, I'm going to talk about it. That's not on my way and I got to stop and get gas. Maybe next Sunday. You just left them at the gate and then bring them in the temple. Let me keep going lest I keep you too long. The Bible says that uh, uh, these people, when they, they left them at the gate, they just left them there. But after Peter gave the word and said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He didn't just give the word and walk away. <laughs> oh, God. He put out his hand and lifted him up. This isn't even one of my points, but can I just talk to those of us who have a prophetic word, y'all quit giving folks a prophetic word to leave it for them to digest and walk away. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have too many friends today. We feel as though the gift of prophecy is good enough to give somebody a prophetic word and then walk away from them. Sometimes you got to be there to give them a hand <laughs> to help them walk and process through that word. Oh, but, you know, that's not what God told me. God just said for me to give him a word. That, that's all I'm supposed to do. I'm not supposed to, you know, what you mean you're not supposed to? Did you ask God? See, if, 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 if a prophetic word is supposed to build up and the people don't know where to get the materials from in order to build. <laughs> and you know how to get the resources. Now, how are you just going to give him a word? You need to build a building. Yeah, I, I, I you don't know how to draw plans. I, I wasn't supposed to tell you how to do that. I'm only supposed to tell you you're supposed to build a building. You don't, you don't know how to get funding. I wasn't supposed to tell you how to do that. I'm just supposed to tell you you're supposed to build a building. All right, God bless you now. Peter gave the word and then gave his hand. People of God, quit giving people words of encouragement and won't give them your hand. Quit giving them words of encouragement and then leaving them to their own devices. We give them words of encouragement, then we hang up the phone. And then we don't check on them anymore. Don't just give them a word, give them your hand. Make yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself be inconvenienced. Give them a word and give them your hand. Let me, let me go on, let me go on before I, I lose some other people on here. Listen, the Bible says that, that Peter gave him his hand and after that, he says he, he, he jumped to his feet. He noticed that his feet and his ankles became strong as soon as he was given a hand. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. As soon as he was given a hand, nobody took some oil and laid it on his, his ankles and went. Nobody did any of that. He gave him the word saying, in the name of Jesus, 
which is above every name, in the name of Jesus, walked, gave him his hand, helped him up, and the strength came to his feet. The strength came to his ankles. And when he realized that he could walk, he went off jumping and praising God, not Peter, not John, but God. He went off it. Oh, here's another. Oh, God, help me in here. Y'all quit getting the blessings that you need and quit forgetting to thank God. You, you praising God and giving God thanks is an afterthought. We done got what we needed. Now we take off running. And we forget to praise God. We forget to thank God. But notice what he did. <laughs> he didn't just run off and go to the house and show everybody he was healed. The Bible says that he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple. <laughs> when he got his healing, he didn't run off with his healing. He went to the temple. We pray and ask God for a car. We at the church asking God to agree with you in prayer for a job. Then you get the job and we don't see you no more. We don't see you. You get the car. Nobody got to pick you up for church anymore. Then we don't see you uh, no more. You ask for us to pray for you that your marriage be restored. And then man of God, a woman of God start coming to church with you and y'all start getting cozy. And then y'all decide Sunday is y'all day to be together. And you don't come to the church uh, no more. (laughs) I'm just trying to tell you. This man who was lame from birth. This was the first time he was walking. And where did he go? Into the temple. Into the temple. Let me get to my last point. Listen. The Bible says he went to the temple. He was praising God. And the Bible says when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as being the man who was sitting at the temple gate. So what does that mean? Listen, it means my third point is those that left you will remember what you used to be. Woo! <laughs> those that left you will remember What you used to be. Because can I just be honest with you? Can I just be real with you? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes folks will leave you. Because they don't want you to become any better than who they are. Sometimes folks will leave you. Because they become so used to you being in that state. They don't think you can be any better than what you were. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me on today. Sometimes folks will leave you because they're really intimidated by you. And if they leave you in that place, then that means that you will never get above them, be beyond them. And they never have to pursue and chase after you. Some folks will leave you. Come on in here in that place. Uh, some folks will leave you there because then they'll know where to find you. Some folks will leave you right there because they ain't got to go looking for you. They know right where you are. But then when you get to the end of yourself, when you're able to get up a little better, when you're able to wipe your face, when you're able to clothe yourself a little better, when you're able to look a little different than what you do, when you're walking with your head up as opposed to your head bowed down and your hand out, when you're looking with a smile on your face, when you're walking by with your Bible under your arm or just walking by, period, and you waving at folks, hey, how you doing? God bless you. Come on. Then they like, Wait, 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 who? What happened? Then they come up with some fake. Pr- You're looking good. What happened to you? 
Come on, let you fool around and lose a few pounds and start dressing a little different. Let you start getting some muscles. Your shoulders start getting ripped, man. Come on. Then it'd be like somebody who wasn't even paying no attention to you before be like, hey. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Folks that wouldn't even give you the time of day, you fool around and get you a good paying job. Hey, what's going on? Oh, for real? You work? Oh, man, that's good. Listen, um, well, you know, yeah, you know that job that I was working, you know, that didn't never have no vacancies when you was looking for a job. Man, they done laid me off. You think there's a position where you are? Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The people who left you there will remember who you used to be. We'll remember what you used to be. But here's the premise, you all. <laughs> you can only treat them what the Bible says. All you owe them is love. You don't owe them nothing. You don't owe them an explanation. You don't. Look, the only explanation you need to give them is Jesus. That's all you need. That's all you need to say. What? You used to be, and now you, Jesus. I thought I left you, but you, Jesus. And truth be told, don't, don't show them away. Don't try and get rid of them. Even if you know they crabs, even if you knew you did, they didn't mean you any good. Even if you knew they didn't like you from jump, because the Bible says that he prepares a table for you where in the presence of your enemies. So don't show your enemies away because your table is about to be spread. Baby, let them sit there and watch you eat. Matter of fact, offer them a plate. Oh, you want some of this? Cause there's some good eating at this table. Let your enemies sit right there. The folks that left you at the gate that didn't feel as though you were good enough to go in the temple. Let them come on and eat with you. Let them sup with you. Let them watch God bless you. Let them sit right there because the more your enemies that come to the table, the more your table gets spread. So baby, don't push them away. Tell them to come on. Y'all know how we do. Come on. You want some of this? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them, come on. Come on. It's it's room for all y'all. Room for all y'all. You know why? Because the more enemies that come, the more God stretches my table and the more my table gets spread so come on enemies come on and sit at the table because i know where you left me but baby i'm not there anymore i know where you wanted me to stay so you could come pick me up when you got ready but baby i'm walking and talking on my own i'm doing some praising on my own because god has been good to me god has been blessing me god has been keeping me i don't need for you to give me anything out your pocket because baby he done gave me some fat pockets on my own and i'm giving god praise you don't have to stay where they left you you can get up you can be healed you can walk on your own all you got to do is trust the word and get up trust the word and get up silver and gold I don't have any of that (laughs) but such as I have I give unto you I got Jesus I can give you Jesus And I promise you, having Jesus is more than enough. You might not think it and it might sound pat and it might sound, listen, it doesn't mean having Jesus doesn't mean that you don't have any work to do. I I, I need that to be understood. I was talking to, to some folks this week. I don't want to reduce the gospel 
and the grace and the healing and the redemptive power and the forgiveness and salvation of God to just, you just got to get saved. You got to do some work on your part. But I do know this. God is more than able to transform your mind so that you're not conformed to what the world tells you that you are, to what the world tells you that you deserve. Some of us are sitting right now living beneath our privilege because we look over the mistakes we made in our lives and we say, this is all I deserve. But I'm telling you, the transforming power of God will cause you to know that even in what you feel is your most ugliest state, that in the eyes of God, you are beautiful. Because he sees you through eyes of mercy. He sees you through eyes of grace. I have people all the time that I tell folks, you know, once I lose a few pounds, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And, and I had to go and take some pictures the other week. And, and I, I put on something to put on. She said, yes. Now we need, okay, turn this way. Cause I need them to see, I need them to see that, that, that waste. I said, what waste? I see this. But then when she took the pictures, I saw a little waste. I said, oh, hey. <laughs> because sometimes we've got to see ourselves through other folks eyes. And it's got to be the eyes of folks that we trust. I'm telling you, you can trust the eyes of God, how he sees you. He sees you beautiful. He sees you healed. He doesn't see you broken. He sees you in your brokenness, but he also sees your end state. He sees you whole. And that's what he desires to give you. He desires to give you wholeness. He desires to give you healing. He desires to give you peace. He desires to strengthen you so that you can walk on your own. You don't have to stay where life has left you. You can go into the temple just like everybody else. You deserve to go in the temple. You can go in. You don't have to stay where circumstances and situations and tragedies have left you. You have the ability, you have the right through Jesus Christ of Nazareth to be able to get up and walk. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we glorify you. Father, we magnify you. We thank you for your power that compels us, that causes us, that, 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 that pulls us in to let us know that we don't have to stay in the state that we're in, that we can truly get up and walk. God, I pray for those that are listening under the sound of my voice, God, that feel like that lame man that's at the, 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 the temple gate, feel like they've been left there, feel like people are walking past them like they're invisible, feel like they're not deserving to look anybody in their face. God, I speak to that person right now and I let them know that through Jesus Christ of Nazareth, through the saving power, that they can be healed, that they can walk, 
that they can take themselves into the temple and that they can forever be healed. God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to share your gospel with your people. God, I pray that it has reached somebody in their broken state to let them know that they can be healed, that they can walk on their own, that they can hold their head up again. And that sure, people will recognize them from where they used to be, but that doesn't stop them from becoming who it is that you've created them to be. And we know that you have not created us to be broken. You have not created us to be lost. You have not created us to be at a deficit. You created us to already be whole, to already be healed, to already be set free, to already be delivered. And all we have to do is trust you to walk through our process to get to the state of what you created us to be. So, Father, I pray for those under the sound of my voice, God, that have heard this word and this word has pricked and penetrated and touched them in their place. God, that we will be able to connect with them, that we will be able to build relationship with them, that we will be able to walk them through, pray them through. God, not to be like Peter, God, to not just give them a word, but God, to lend them a hand, no matter where they are in this nation, where they are in this world. God, that we'll be able to reach out to them, build those connections, not to make them a member of this church, but God, to walk them into a full, abundant life. And Father, we glorify you because it's only through you that we can have an abundant life. Jesus said, I come that we might have life and that more abundantly. So God, we thank you. Father, we honor you and we reverence you. Thank you for this word on today. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen and amen. Y'all do me a favor. Will you put your hands together and give God praise for this word? Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, unmute yourselves and give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. I see you. I I see you. I see you. I see you, Marcus. I thank God for you. I see. I see you. I see you, Elder Gallon. I thank God for you on today. Hallelujah. I see you. I see you, George. Bless the Lord for you on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God. We thank God. Cuz Sandra Mobley, thank God for you. I see you. I see you on today. I see you. I'm telling you, God desires for you to walk out of you sitting at that gate so that you can go into the temple. Listen, if you've heard this word on today and if this word has blessed you, I don't want to just walk you through the the, the plan of salvation uh, here. I want to be able to connect with you and talk to you personally about it. Will you do me a favor? If you if you catch me on Facebook, I'm Tish Atkins Bryan on Facebook. Will you inbox me? Will you on YouTube? If you're watching this, will you put a message there? Will you reach out to me? Uh, 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 listen, on Periscope, will you reach out to me? Even if you go to our His House page on Facebook and leave a message there, will you reach out to us so I can connect with you? I want to personally connect with you. I want to have relationship with you to help walk you through this process of moving from being lame, whether you're lame in your body, lame in your thinking, lame in your heart, wherever it is that you are broken to move you from brokenness to wholeness. I want to be able to partner with you in that premise. Again, I'm not trying to build this membership. God does that. 
The Bible says, lest God build the house, the laborers labor in vain. God does that. But what I really want to do is that I want to walk you through. I want to walk you through this process of you being whole. So I bless the Lord for you. Listen, listen. 